0: This episode of the Artsy Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Artists, photographers, and designers of all kinds have used Squarespace to showcase their works, and you can do it too. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch your site and show your work to the world, use the offer code artsy to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's offer code artsy, A-R-T-S-Y. Hello and welcome to the Artsy Podcast. I'm Abigail Kane. Over the next few weeks, we'll be taking a few of our favorite art historical stories from this year and translating them into audio. Last episode, we spent some time with a young Robert Rauschenberg. And today, we'll be joining Georgia O'Keefe as she makes her first trip to Hawaii. Enjoy the show. It took Georgia O'Keeffe nine days to travel the 5,000 miles between New York's Grand Central Station and the Hawaiian island of Oahu. Although she was heralded by local newspapers upon her arrival as the famous painter of flowers, the impetus for her trip was a different sort of plant life. O'Keeffe was in Hawaii to paint a pineapple. At least, that was what Dole, then known as the Hawaiian Pineapple Company, hoped that she would do. An advertising firm had approached O'Keeffe in 1938, proposing an all-expenses-paid trip to Hawaii, after which time the painter would deliver Dole two canvases for use in a national advertising campaign. O'Keeffe was to determine the subject of these works herself. Although Time magazine described O'Keefe in 1940 as the least commercial artist in the U.S., in reality, the American painter had long dabbled in corporate commissions. One of her earliest jobs was in Chicago, where she drew embroidery and lace designs for fashion advertisements. Later, after she'd achieved some measure of fame, she would contribute to the interior murals at New York's Radio City Music Hall. Her largest flower painting, featuring four Jimson weeds in bloom, was actually a commission from a Manhattan beauty salon. Despite these previous projects, it took some convincing to get O'Keeffe to accept Dole's proposal, but she eventually gave in, perhaps because the offer had come at precisely the right time. O'Keeffe was then 51 years old, living full-time in New Mexico, while her beloved husband, photographer and gallerist Alfred Stieglitz, remained in New York. His ongoing affair with the much younger Dorothy Norman weighed heavily on O'Keeffe, who had suffered a nervous breakdown in the early 1930s and was hospitalized for months afterwards. Equally troubling was an increasingly lackluster response to her work. Critics had begun to decry her emphasis on desert landscapes and motifs as nothing more than a kind of mass production. So a change of scenery came with a particular kind of appeal. And at first, O'Keefe's visit to the Hawaiian Islands proceeded smoothly. She arrived in Honolulu and was immediately enchanted by the pineapple fields. Astonished by their beauty, she described them as all sharp and silvery, stretching off for miles to the beautiful, irregular mountains. She asked for a residence near the plantation so that she could paint the pineapples more easily. But Dole's answer put a damper on her initial good spirits— The company denied her request on the grounds that it would be improper for a woman to live among the laborers. Hoping to calm her down, it presented O'Keefe with a gift of a peeled, sliced pineapple. But the artist flatly refused to paint it, dismissing the fruit as manhandled. Instead, O'Keefe set off across Hawaii, spending just over two months between the various islands, On Maui, in the isolated town of Hana, she stayed with the Jennings family. Willis Jennings, who managed the local sugar plantation, enlisted his 12-year-old daughter, Patricia, to show the artist around. Now in her 80s, Patricia recalls being terrified to meet the infamous artist, who had scandalized the world years earlier when she'd posed nude for Stieglitz. But during the 10 days the pair spent together, exploring an abandoned rubber plantation and the seven pools of Oeho Gulch, The intimidating artist softened. Years later, O'Keefe would write Patricia a letter recalling their time together. Of course, I will always remember you as a little girl, a very lovely little girl, in a sort of dream world, she wrote. O'Keefe also spent hours conversing with the personable Mr. Jennings, joking in a letter to Stieglitz that by the time she left Hawaii, she would know more about sugar than she would about pineapples. In her accounts of the trip, the painter describes eating raw fish for the first time and donning the local footwear. Although the straw and wood sandals hurt at first, she said, she soon got the hang of it. O'Keefe was mesmerized by Hawaii's black cliff faces and even painted a few of them. But she was unnerved by its active volcanoes, with their steam issuing straight from the ground. And finally, on April 14, 1939... It was time to leave. When O'Keeffe returned to the United States, she immediately fell ill and wasn't able to deliver her paintings to Dole until the summer. When she finally did, the company received one rendition of a striking red flower known as the lobster claw heliconia, and another of a lone papaya tree in front of a misty green mountain range. But there was nary a pineapple to be seen. Dole was not pleased. In a last-ditch effort, the company shipped a pineapple plant from Hawaii to O'Keefe's doorstep in just 36 hours. Begrudgingly, she admitted it intrigued her. She hadn't realized, she said later, that the pineapples grew from the center of the plant's long, spiky blades. The resulting painting featured a budding pineapple plant, the miniature fruit recreated in strokes of bright pink and delicate green. Dole, placated, ran the image and advertisements in vogue in the Saturday Evening Post. For her part, O'Keeffe would visit Hawaii at least once more before she died. From its lush, verdant valleys to its stark black arches against a vivid blue sea, everything in Hawaii was diametrically opposed to the pastel desert landscapes that were O'Keeffe's signature. But these Hawaiian paintings, as one critic noted in a 1940s show of the work, testify to O'Keefe's ability to make herself at home, anywhere. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artsy Podcast. We've got two more stories from art history that will carry us through the beginning of January, and then it's back to our regular format. In the meantime, let us know what you think of these new episodes. Email us at podcast at artsy.net. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. It helps other people find the show. This episode is produced by me, Abigail Kane, The theme music, as always, is by Broke for Free. And additional music on this episode is by Jazar, Jason Shaw, Alex Van, and Little Glass Men. See you next time.